This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season number two, episode five of the Teacher Answers podcast. My name is Sam Griffin. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Killer App Week. Part two. In part one, we talked about an app that I cannot live without. And I think if you tried it, you'd be in the same boat I am. It is called Todoist. What that is, is a task manager. You know, stuff to keep your day-to-day stuff and to to get the, the stuff out of your memory and on there so you don't have to, you know, waste your energy trying to remember stuff. That is on episode four, and it's called Todoist. Please listen to it. I think uh, think you'd get a lot out of using that app, and it's free, and so is today's app. Today's app, um, let me tell you what we're going to do today here. So we're going to talk about um, an app that I use. It's a program. I suppose it's an app. Um, it certainly is on your phone and iPad and computer, and it is called OneNote. OneNote, and that is a project manager. So the task manager is Todoist. A project manager is OneNote. That's mine of choice. There are lots of other ones out there. There's Evernote. There's Notion. Um, I prefer OneNote. I'm going to tell you why I prefer it. Um, And I think you'll like it. Now, we're also going to talk about something more important than that even. It is something that I came across trying to use OneNote in a better way uh, recently. It's something called the PARA system, P-A-R-A. So I'll get into that as well. And I think there's probably more to be learned there and, and you know, setting up OneNote and it'll kind of help you, help me at least, I think it'll help you organize how you think of when everything's put together so you're not overwhelmed by stuff. Um. Just want to remind everybody that the season two stuff hooks together like a puzzle, you know, make sure you don't miss an episode. So go back. If you have any out there that's unlistened to make sure you listen to it because they do hook together. I mean, some things I can repeat, um, but I can't sit here and repeat the same things all the time. So just remember they go back, you know, go back and, and check those out. I'd also like to read a review that I just got. Uh, most recently by O2Jamie20. It says, helpful. I graduated over a year ago and had a, and get amazing advice whenever I talk to him, even when I cannot. These podcasts get a good view into things I haven't thought about, and it's something I'm glad he's doing. These are amazing, and I love listening to a new one whenever I can. Well, thank you very much, O2Jamie20. <laughs> that that uh, That's where it's at. So you leave me a review. I will read it on here. All right. Now, so what is OneNote? Um, I guess before I start talking about that, are, are you journaling? Have you tried morning pages yet? If you have, and you're a couple days in and you're starting to see the value in it. Okay. If you are, I want you to email me. Teacheranswers at gmail.com or any way you know how to get a hold of me. I want to know what you think about it. Um, I think when I shut the journal today, I was on page 44 of it. 
and it just looks like an absolute crazy person's book of stuff. But I'm telling you, um, I've never been clearer. Never. I have. It's it is seriously blowing my mind how probably most important that is. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm doing it and I've been doing it for over three weeks straight now. Never missed a day. And I'm thinking, is there anything more important than this? And I don't think so. I don't think so. So go back to morning pa- the Morning Pages episode. That was episode three, I believe. And it's the one called Morning Pages. And check that out. Check it out. Listen to it. Try it. Okay. Um, so Killer App Week, part two. My voice just cracked. It's all good. Um, what is OneNote? So OneNote is a program that's found on just about every platform. It comes free with Windows 10. It's built in the operating system. There's also a free version called OneNote 2016. Um, I, I used that for a long time. I've been using OneNote since 2013. It's just sort of off and on. Um, but for all of this stuff that I'm doing right now, I just find it absolutely um, I, 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 it would be a deal breaker not to have it. You know, it's just, it helps me so much get the stuff straight. And I think it will, I think it'll help you. And plus it's free, you know, it's just, it's built in. You don't have to download it. You have to do anything. Um, you, if you want it on your phone, you may have to download it on your phone. I don't think it comes pre-installed with iOS or Android, but, um, I know that it seamlessly works. And this is the first reason I like it is that, you know, it just works. You change something. If I change something on my computer right now, I'm sitting right beside a PC. Um, it, it will update on my phone. Just like, just like a Google Doc, just like Todoist, like I was talking about on, on that episode. Um, but why is this so cool? Here's why I've, I really, really like it. Uh, I can voice dictate into it. Now I can do that from a microphone. I can do it from this microphone. I did it actually this morning. Um, I was writing on my journal this morning, like I do before I get up, not touch my cell phone until it's done. And I had some pretty good ideas. So I'm, I just made a note, hey, you want to put this in one note? And that way, you know, when, when that journal <laughs> is shut, open it up and finding anything useful in there is very difficult, unless I were to take a highlighter. But even then, it's in my scribbly handwriting. So I just uh, popped one note open, hit the record button, hit, well, it's called dictate hit the dictate button and just read it. And, and within one minute, you know, you can read something like 150 words a minute. It doesn't take you very long to voice dictate something into one note. And it's like, it's just, I mean, voice, voice, voice dictation has come so far, you know, it's almost perfect now. So as long as you speak clearly, it works just perfect. So, um, I couldn't be happier with that feature. So going over, you know, what I write and then being able to preserve it in something like OneNote is amazing. So I'll talk to you after I get done with the what I, why I like OneNote, I'm going to get into something called the PARA system. So please stay with me for that. Okay. This is going to be, um, something that you have probably never heard before. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it has now OneNote has dark mode. I think it looks super slick. That's important. It's important for me, I guess, in how it looks. So my Todoist and my OneNote sort of look the same. It's got that black dark mode to it, and it just looks super cool looking. Um, you can also, it's got a draw feature in it. 
So if I wanted to, I could open it up into um, like an iPad or something like that and make notes on it with like an Apple pencil. If you have something like that, um, you could also draw on it with your mouse, I suppose, but you know, that's not quite the same as Apple pencil. Um, I don't do that a lot to be quite honest with you, but I have seen people who do it. I mean, I could straight lecture on it in class. Like I could do, like if I was lecturing, um, through a projector in a classroom, one notes as good as Photoshop for that. I mean, it's just silky, buttery, smooth. It looks good. You can change everything. You can erase. So the, just the draw feature of that, you know, OneNote is a huge program. You know, it can do just about everything. It's got the features of uh, Microsoft Word built in it. I mean, it's basically when you start typing, you know, you can do most things that you can do in Word in that. And I, I still, I, I like Microsoft Word over something like Google Docs. Um, I, I like Google for the simplicity of it, you know, but as far as the look and just the kind of power of it all, I prefer the Microsoft stuff. Call me a trader. I don't know, but I do like that. Uh, it has this thing called the immersive reader. So if you type something, say I was going to, say I was going to type a blurb about a show and post it somewhere or send a kind of an important email. I mean, you can fire off casual emails and have spelling errors or grammatical errors in there. I don't think you should be doing that, but if you do, I don't think people are going to look down on you for that. But if it's going out to a whole bunch of people and you want to send something important out, you can drop it in OneNote and hit this button called the immersive reader and it will read it back to you so that you can listen to it. You know, for, so for the proofreading challenged out there like me, that is useful. I, I use that a lot too. Um, you can clip a section from a web page, paste it into OneNote and it automatically attaches the link to the page with it <clears throat> without you having to do it. You know, so that way a year from now, 10 years from now, whatever, you can go back and click that link, assuming that it's still active and you'll be able to go back to that page. Not only can you see what you cut and pasted, but you can see the resource, you know, the reference page that it came from too, which is, um, eliminates a step, you know, whenever you do something like that. Um, you know, I was thinking about it when I, when I share with you what the PARA system is and it'll take a little bit, you could do all that in Google Drive, I suppose. Like you could structure folders to, to do that in Google Drive. But the problem with something like Google Drive is with, with OneNote, you're, you can see everything like on one page. With, with something like a folder system or Google Drive, something like that, um, even if you tried to do this in Todoist or something, it, it's just it's stuff's going to get lost. You're not going to be able to find what you're looking for uh, like OneNote does for you. So that I like too. There's the visibility of it and that it's not overwhelming if you set it up with the PAR system, which I'm going to tell you in a second. Um, but you're going to have these things called areas of re areas of responsibility. Okay. Areas of responsibility. And in, in that will be things like um, work stuff, house stuff, kids stuff, wife stuff, uh, organizations you belong to hobbies all that stuff you know you can just click in click out of those things as uh, separate areas and put any note you want in there you know you don't have to open up something you don't have to log into something it's just right there 
So that is why I like OneNote. Now, did I cover everything in OneNote? No, no. Now, the other thing that I had trouble with in OneNote is when, when you go to organize it, you can have too many things on the screen at the same time. Like on the left side, you're gonna have your sections. And then in the next column to the right of the sections, you have your pages. And then to the right of that, you have uh, what the page is. And if you have too many sections, you're, you're just gonna, and you get them all jumbled up, you're not gonna be able to find anything and it's gonna, it's gonna upset you when you look at it. I had this problem until I discovered this thing called the para method and the guy who came up with this was tiago forte that is his name tiago forte it's called the para method you can google it um, i've kind of taken some of that and i've kind of modified it to suit my needs and this is sort of what i came up with um, also on that page he talks about um breaking down like differences now this is important. If you've been zoned out, you need to unzone yourself. Okay. He talks about the differences and has the best definitions of what hobbies, dreams, goals, projects, that kind of stuff is. Uh, I, I heard another, well, I was one of those Ted talks and he was talking, I think it was James clear and he, James clear wrote a book called atomic habits. Um, what, what he said was, a lot of people fail their goals, not because of lack of motivation, not because of that. It's a lack of clarity on what they're trying to do. And I, I believe that I believe that. So we're going to talk about the PARA method now, P A R A. And that stands for project P area of responsibility, a area of responsibility P for project. Oh, no, wait, Pro sorry, I misspelled project area of responsibility, resource R P A R R for resource. And then a, the second a is archives. And if you set it up that way, I have my one note set up with those exact words, projects, areas of responsibility, resources, and archives. So let me talk about what each of those are. So when you think about when you think about like what your dream is, okay, what that is, a dream is basically a goal without a project because a project has a deadline. It has a timeline. It has a series of tasks. A dream is just something that's intangible. It's like looking at the clouds, you know, it's like, oh yes, I would like to have that. I'm not actually working to get that, but you know, I'm pointing up at the sky, <laughs> like the clouds, right? That's what a dream is. It's like an intangible thing. What, what you need to be focused on are things called projects, right? And over the next four episodes of this, I'm going to tell you to the best of my knowledge, after researching this, I have got 50 pages worth of stuff. I am condensing down to something in bite-sized, listenable episodes for you, for you. I hope you get something out of it. So we're going to set up OneNote or whatever it is as projects, areas of responsibility, resources, and archives. 
think four different folders. Now, what is a project? A project has a goal to be achieved. This is something you're working on, all right? It's something that will produce an event that will happen, allowing this to be completed, right? So a project is something that you start, you work on and you finish and you're done with it. And then when you are done with it, it goes into that fourth folder called archives. All right. Talk more about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, there you put stuff. Now, the, the main thing <clears throat> that Tiago Forte talks about, and I listen to all this is YouTube stuff on that, but he talks about um, people getting it mixed up, projects and areas of responsibility mixed up. See, an area of responsibility, the second one, is like a standard. It's like work. So everything that goes into work. Now, that if I have an area of responsibility called work, and in that section, I put in things like uh, the bell schedule, um, the contract, the, the different... Well, let's just see what I got in there. Since I have it right here. I mean, I have, um, I have membership lists. I have bell schedules. I have when to take off. Like if I have to take a quarter day, I have to, you know, and I have to fill a form out. I've got all of that stuff in there. There's, I don't even know how many, the directory, the phone directory, everything I need is just right there. And I can access it from my phone or from my desktop, whatever, anywhere. But that would be an area of responsibility. That's not a project. So a project is something like if I was um, doing something for the school, say they assigned me to a group to complete something, well, then that would become a project. And all projects that you are actively working on come from one of those areas of responsibility. You know, whether it's work or your home stuff around the house you're doing, if it's family stuff, kid stuff, wife stuff, husband stuff, um, hobbies stuff, whatever it is that all that stuff are areas of responsibility projects that you're doing come from that. So remember a project has a goal with a deadline, right? It could be like you're giving a presentation. So say you're, say you have to give a presentation like tomorrow, for instance, um, I'm giving a presentation at school. So, that's a project. Now, it's not big enough for me to actually make it into a folder, right? Because it's just kind of a casual little Zoom type conference thing that I'm, I'm doing and it'll take maybe a half hour or so. So it's not like a full-blown major thing. Now, if I was presenting at a national conference, um, say this summer, and I was getting my crap together on that, I would absolutely start a folder in the project section for that. And I would be working on that. And when it was done, I would take it right off the list and put it in the archives. So, and you want to put it in the archives so you can uh, reference it later. You know, if somebody needs something or you have, I don't know, if you wanted to look at the schedule or who other presenters were, stuff like that, you would have it, but it's not in your way. You know, you don't want to keep that in the active project folder. So areas of responsibility, the second one, the A of PARA, the first A, is He says, a sphere of activity with a standard to be maintained over time. And examples could include like a car, um, you know, your car stuff, uh, 
home stuff, that kind of thing. Those are all areas of responsibility. Um, there's no real deadlines on that, but, but it would be helpful for you to have a, se a separate section in that. And the way I do it is on one note, you can make like collapsible things and you call the big parent thing areas of responsibility. And then you can click it and it'll shut all the folders. So you don't, you're not looking at 10 or 15 things on the screen so you can expand and collapse that. So check it out. You know, one that's on your computer. If you have a windows computer, it's on there. If you have windows 10, um, resources, surprisingly, I use this a lot. So this is the R and para a resource is a, it's a topic. It's whatever you're interested in. So whenever I come across something and it's like, kind of like a someday, maybe kind of thing, I have a lot of those someday. Maybe this looks kind of cool. I could see the possibility of one day, maybe getting into that. So I'll take that and just throw it in the resources folder. And you know, cause you can make separate pages on that, however you want to do it. But, um, you know, resources are things and you can make as many pages of those you want. So you could have resources on podcasting, um, maybe like advice from other podcasters on how to market or how to record clear audio or, um, how to manage your time or how to write better or any of that. So I, I have a page on there called resources and I don't, it's not a project, but it's just some things that I could go back and reference. So think of that resources could be called reference, I suppose, but it, he calls it resources. Um, but you do want to keep them separated into the, you know, the areas. So it's not, you don't want like one page with, you know, 50 different kinds of resources all just scrambled up. You won't be able to find what you're looking for. So you do have to like organize that as well. And then finally archives, that's the thing. Um, that's where stuff that's completed goes. Now, if it's completed and you know you're never going to do it again, like it's a one-shot fluke weird thing that you were just working on and you're not going to do it again, then I suppose you could delete that. Um, or you could do what I do and just throw it in the archive folder. You know, it's kind of like out of the way. It's kind of like an almost trash folder. Um, like the reference reference or whatever, but it's archives are just there and you know, you never know, you may come across something and there it is just, you know, I have, um, there for a while I was giving speeches on opening day. I have all my opening day speeches in those folders. So if I wanted to go back and look at what I said, I can do that. You know, how helpful is that? If that was in a notebook, it would be gone, gone. Or if it was a note, you know, some notepad or something like that, it would be gone. But in OneNote, it's there. I mean, I did that on a totally different computer so long ago. So now if you're still here, I hope you are. That was the PARA system. You just set your OneNote up like that with four collapsible sections, one called projects, one called areas of responsibility, one called resources and the last one called archives that will help you keep stuff straight. And that I give it up to Tiago Forte, uh, for coming up with that. I'll put a link to his, um, blog site in the show notes for sure. Now, one thing that, um, 
I just want to quickly go over before we leave here, and this this is the thing that kind of blew my mind. It was uh, buried within that writing. I kind of like, I'm a math guy, okay? So I like when things equal something, right? I, I just find that something. So w when we use, we use words like vision, dream, goal, task, project, hobbies, we use those terms. And there are differences. And I will be going over this again, but I want to get you thinking. <clears throat> okay, I want to get you thinking. So I'm just going to read you a few things here. A hobby. Let's talk about that word first. A hobby. What is it? A hobby is a project. Now I've defined what a project is. A project has a goal and a task list. Okay. <clears throat> a hobby is a project without a goal. Think about it. A hobby is a project without a goal. You do it just for fun. You don't care when or how much you do it. It's kind of like for me right now, art. If I get a chance to draw, I draw. It's a hobby. But I'm not working at trying to finish something or commissioning artwork. Okay? It's just a pure hobby right now. Now, what is a dream? Well, a dream is a goal without a project. All right? So... You should write those down. Let me read them to you again. And I want you to write this down and think about it. A hobby is a project without a corresponding goal. And a dream is a goal without a corresponding project. So a dream is like, this is what I want. This is the destination. A dream is a goal without a project. So you're dreaming about, I want to be whatever, successful. Something super vague and that's a crappy goal. I want to, you know, you got to be able to, did you finish it or not kind of thing. So a dream is a goal without a project. Weird, huh? A goal is a desired result. Now, here's some other words. A task. A task is a step toward making progress on a goal. So to achieve a goal, you may have two tasks, three tasks, 10 tasks, 28 tasks, whatever it is. But those are the steps that you're taking toward the progress of that goal. Um, you know, Todoist is a task list. So the stuff you're putting on that um, is a task list. But I just love those definitions of hobby. A hobby is a project without a corresponding goal. And a dream is a goal without a corresponding project. That really just clarifies things. So a vision... A vision's great, but there's no action in a vision. It's just a direction, right? So a vision is just like, you know, when you're spin the tail or, you know, putting the tail on the donkey, spin the tail, spin, yeah, spin the tail on the donkey, right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you're, you're trying to get your vision. That's like, where am I looking here? But there's no action in it. The action happens when you make a project. And when people think of New Year's resolutions, they're thinking about New Year's projects. And this is kind of the new thinking that we're going to do together. Okay. So, um, if let's talk about morning pages again. Are you doing it? I wish I could talk back to you right now. Um, I hope you are. I was thinking about next episodes and things like that. 
I came up with uh, what I called the two most important things you could write about. And like, I'm serious. And that's going to be next week's episode. Um, But I guess I'll get more into that. And I want you to consider that. Okay. I want you to consider taking that challenge and doing it as a little project. That would be a project, right? It has a goal. You complete the, the assignment. And I think you'll be a better person. There's no way you can't be. Wait till you hear this episode. That would be episode six of season two. This has been episode five. I appreciate the kind words, the reviews, the little comments on social media. I love that stuff. People reaching out to me, messaging me, that kind of thing. Those pats on the back, keep me going. It's all good. We all need that as people. So um, I hope you've enjoyed enjoying this. I hope you're enjoying this. And uh, I want you to continue to kick butt in life um, and try these two apps out as soon as possible. To Doist and OneNote. And that'll be all. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacher answers. <laughs> <laughs>